0: All right, everybody. Good morning. and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Two more teams to go in our NFC, well, in our NFL uh, team summaries, and we're on to the San Francisco 49ers, who are moving to a new quarterback, Wiz, and uh, that is going to be Trey Lance, who I think is uh, one of the more challenging players to rank as far as quarterbacks go, Wiz.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, i um... A new, uh, cha- you know, a new change of quarterback, and kind of Garoppolo had that, you know, reputation as a winner, but just a guy that couldn't get it done uh, in the biggest moments. Um, you know, played through injuries. I have a lot of respect for the player. He'll land somewhere, but it looks like the Trey Lance uh, era is about to begin. And I'm excited to see this. Um, as far as Trey Lance is concerned, right, fantasy, and this is what we're talking about, and this is why people are listening, is that I don't view necessarily as Trey Lance as a guy that I'm going to draft as my quarterback one, and I want to start him week one uh, every week, no matter where they're playing, who they're playing, any situation. But I'm very excited to draft him as my quarterback two in standard leagues and. As my second quarterback in, in Superflex leagues, because I think there is a lot of upside for quarterback one weeks, and he will have QB one weeks. Uh, I just think at the very start, maybe a little bit of growing pains, but I think Trey Lance is going to end up being a quarterback one um, in the future. But for this year, I think it will be difficult to judge. It will happen. So I, I like the idea of drafting Trey Lance in all formats. Uh, as my number two quarterback, especially if I have a you know more of a rock steady guy as my quarterback one. So I'm really liking Trey Lance. He'll be a QB one in the future, but in terms of this year, I think if you have him as your second quarterback, uh, you're off to the races.
0: Yeah, and I think he's ranked kind of somewhere in that 13, 17, 18 range. Uh, inconsistent from a completion standpoint. Where he's gonna where he's gonna do his damage uh, is definitely with his legs. Uh, we only got a small sample set. He threw 70 passes last year. And I, I agree with your assessment of, of Garoppolo, um, and he will land somewhere. For now, he's still on this roster. Um, but, yeah, I think I think uh, Kyle Shanahan is certainly going to be able to do some different things in terms of the maneuverability of, of the player. I am excited to see what he can do, uh, but I, I definitely agree. It's not someone that I would feel super comfortable with going into the season as my number one quarterback.
1: You know, and then – Moving to the running back situation. Um, look, I know Elijah Mitchell was terrific last year, and he hits that hole quickly, and he gets downhill on you. He can do some things, and um, he has some Raheem Oster to his game. I don't trust Kyle Shanahan when it comes to this running game. I think his mind can change with the wind. Um, and at any moment, any one of these guys on the depth chart can get the majority of, of touches every week. So I have Mitchell in that group once again through what I'm talking about with Dobbins and, and, and Connor and Akers and some of these other guys that are right in that running back two range. But there's some trepidation on my part. This depth chart is good. Tyrion Davis-Price is a different type of running back than some of the other guys on the depth chart. I'm not giving up on Trey Sermon. I, I really liked him uh, coming into his rookie season and he, things happened and he got off to a slow start, but I'm not giving up on him. I wouldn't be surprised or shocked if he led the 49ers in carries this year. Jeff Wilson is an absolute beast. He plays as hard as anyone in the entire NFL. Um, this jet chart is loaded. I understand the love for, for Elijah Mitchell is getting, but for me, I'm having a little bit of trepidation because I've seen time and time again what Kyle Shannon is capable of doing with this, these running backs on the depth chart. So that's my view. like the player, but I'm I'm, I'm a little bit um, scared, if you will, of just locking in on Elijah Mitchell as the lead guy for the 49ers. How do you view it?
0: Well, having been a guy who was completely burned by – drafting in a couple of leagues last year, uh, going after both, uh, Mostert and Sermon thinking that the way it was play out did not see Elijah Mitchell uh, as being part of that and was unfortunately unable to get him in both of the leagues. I had that situation, uh, I think Kyle Shanahan, as you said, uh, can change very swiftly in terms of his mindset. This is a talented room. There are four guys here that at any one time, depending on how things play out, Elijah Mitchell has dealt with some injuries already early in his career. Um, So there's a situation where, you know, in in some leagues, if you're drafting some of these guys at the back end, if you're taking a shot at the end of your drafts, um, it it could be very fruitful by the end of the season. You mentioned Wilson, hard runner two years ago, he ended up winning fantasy football championships for a number of people Um, by the way uh, one of the best fullbacks in the league in Kyle Juszczyk and one of the best offensive lines in the league here although they did lose uh, a couple of players on this line um, but but nonetheless uh, it's a solid offensive line George Kittle one of the better tight ends uh, in terms of blocking this team wants to run the football
1: no they 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 really do but I'm just interested in your take on Mitchell what are you viewing as him Coming into the season and what's your level of confidence, is, where his ADP is. Uh,
0: uh, for me, he's I I have him ranked as a two slash three, kind of on the cusp of that. Um, but you know, again, I'm I'm more I'm more I'm, I'm feeling more burned by what happened last year, and I can see that situation uh, changing very quickly. That would be a player that I would look at, would look to draft only if it presented very good value to me. It's not a player that I would reach for.
1: All right. You mentioned Juzek. You know, we talk about players all the time who are better fantasy players than they are football players. This is completely opposite. Kyle Juzek is not drafted in any leagues, but he is one heck of a football player. Pass protection, lead blocker, can catch the ball, can get short yardage gains for you. Just love the player. Just wanted to give him an honorable mention before we get to the wide receivers. And when I'm looking at the receivers, I understand that Debo Samuel's got this Superman label next to his name, and he could catch the ball 1,400 yards and touchdowns and his rushing touchdowns. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm looking at Debo Samuel, and he is ranked clearly inside wide receiver one. And Brandon Ayuk is kind of being ranked as wide, near wide receiver 50, like in standard leagues, not even a starter and barely, barely a flex play uh, where people are looking at his ADP. I've been waiting for Brandon Ayuk to be matched up with Trey Lance. I think this ends up a lot closer than if he's ranked at 10 and Ayuk is ranked at 50. I would make a pretty sizable wager that ends up a lot closer than what the ADP of these two players are. I'm interested in Ayuk. I'm going to have some draft, uh, some equity in Brandon Ayuk this year. I think there's a lot of upside that people are not realizing. I think his game is suited for Trey Lance. So um, I understand the love for Debo, um, but I am going to say right now, I think those two receivers are going to end up a lot closer than what their ADP is currently. How do you view it? Am I crazy?
0: No, I, I don't think you're crazy in that because I think short memories, right? So we, we remember what Brandon Ayuk did in his rookie year, and but people also remember how he kind of started off the fantasy last year. I mean, people were right. dropping him left and right last year. He did have a much better second half of the year and eventually ended up having over 800 yards receiving. I think, as you mentioned, there's definitely a better match in terms of skill sets here uh, with Lance and Ayuk's talent. Um, so yeah, I, 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 can understand it. Um, the, the one thing, that I'm going to be curious about is is how Debo, Debo now has been signed to that extension. There was a lot of hoopla around uh, him coming back, being traded, all that sort of stuff. Player worried about his usage, getting broken down running. Uh, I think we'll see him run less. I think he'll still be running the football, but run less. There was a stark difference in, in, in the player's uh, performance in receiving, where over 100 yards receiving the first half of the year, and when he was being used more as a runner in the second half of the year, and Ayuk was becoming a bigger focal point uh, as the season wore on, uh, Debo Samuel's receiving yards per game dropped pretty precipitously, uh, closer to sixty yards a, a game rather than the hundred that he was uh, averaging early on. So, yeah, I, I love Samuel as a player. I, I drafted him out of the in, in a couple of leagues right out of the shoot as a rookie. Um, last year, I got burned in one league where I had him for one dollar as a keeper, and I was just so annoyed by how frequently he was injured with a hamstring that I decided not to keep that player that ended up blowing up in my face with, with such a great season by Samuel last year. But yeah, I could see these players definitely being a little bit closer. I, I think Debo Ra- Samuel for me is ranked a little bit too high coming into the season.
1: Moving on to George Kittle. Um, so Can I just both
0: new to George Kittle? There was one guy I am in. Well, I like what Juwan Jennings did last year. So if an injury would happen, I think Juwan Jennings would become a a prime pickup uh, in 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 waiver formats. Uh, The other thing I would say, the one interesting player that has made this roster, and again, it's the way Kyle Shanahan runs his offense, but Ray-Ray McLeod, who was a kind of a gadget player that the Steelers tried to get involved at times, But just someone I'm just going to mention that I could see in a few games of the year being kind of like the Isaiah McKenzie of the San Francisco 49ers.
1: I don't I don't see Ray, Ray McLeod being Isaiah McKenzie of the, of the 49ers. I mean, I could see him making some big plays in special teams and a couple of long catches, but I, Isaiah McKenzie is a football player that's a, a, a very good player and a receiver as well, and can really start in the spot for a lot of teams. But I think it would have to take a lot to happen on the 49er wide receiver depth chart for McLeod to become involved, especially on a team – that has elite run blockers Um, and George Kittle is one of my favorite players in the league to watch play. He plays the game so hard. He is an elite blocker, the best blocking tight end in football, tough pass catcher and has tremendous speed. The problem when you draft George Kittle is he's an elite pass blocker. He plays the game hard. He catches the ball over the middle. He's a tough guy. So the greatness and his downside of the same thing is the trepidation with George Kittle. But if he plays um, every game or or, or you give me 14, 15 games from George Kittle, I'll put him up there uh, with any of these guys, especially with Trey Lance. who can get the ball downfield and uh, George Kittle could be utilized in that player. So love the player right around five for me at tight end. Uh, I could see why people would want to draft him um, even earlier than that. I could see why some people would prefer Dalton Schultz, a safer guy, I guess. So how are you viewing Kittle this year?
0: Yeah. So three years ago, a monster season over 1300 yards receiving and, you know, kind of, if we, if we looked at the conversation at that point in time, right, who are you taking, George Kittle or, uh, or Travis Kelsey? Uh, and we've moved away a little bit from that conversation, as you mentioned, where he's ranked coming into the season. Injured two years ago, uh, you know, only ended up playing in, in six or seven games. Last year, he missed four games. So, yeah, it's the way he plays the game, but uh, at the same time, this is one of the most talented tight ends in the league. So, um, for me, I, I'd still be willing to take that chance. I think Kittle's talent is, is, is undeniable. I, I'm going to take a player like George Kittle over Dalton Schultz just because I think the upside is greater.
1: And when you get to the special teams for the Niners, um, their defense is solid, but really what is attractive about drafting the 49ers' defense is – their ground and pound game on offense I mean you just don't get a lot of possessions when you're playing the 49ers Uh, we've seen time and time again saw that game at home against the Rams last year where they ran the ball right down their throat they could take 8-10 minute drives right off the clock and and keep their defense fresh for the entire game so 49ers defense inside the top 10 for me I know you love Robbie Gould you you have an affection for that player Uh, he's been such a good kicker for so Long, Uh, I'm just concerned. uh, As the years have gone on, his ability to kick long field goals and Shanahan with that ground and pound game probably want to go for it. Like if they're at the 36 yard line on fourth and one, then sending Gould out there. So, uh, respect Gould for his career. Been a great kicker for a long, long time. But I'm not drafting him inside the top 12. But the 49ers, I feel, should be drafted in all standard leagues inside the top 12. What say you?
0: Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that take. I think, uh, I think Robbie Gold would be an excellent candidate as a streaming kicker, you know, especially in standard leagues where you only carry him one kicker. So he's not going to be a top 12 guy, but he's going to, I think he's going to be 40 this year. So, it, that, that's it's hard to kick the ball as far as you did when you were 25 years old, and I think that's the case for Gould, and, and I love your thesis on, on the Niners' D. Uh, they've Where they've needed to improve this team was in their secondary, and they have tried to address that both via free agency and the draft, uh, and that's where they need to play better up front. They're a pretty solid defense. So agree with that assessment, Wiz. So that's a wrap-up on the San Francisco 49ers, which means – we have just one team to go. That is the Seattle Seahawks. And that is next Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. Again, subscribe. Make sure you're making some comments on these. Uh, you have the ability to make comments and uh, and like us if you want. So uh, we want to continue to be uh, uh, your source of intellect for the fantasy football this season. So uh, that's that for the, uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Last team to go with.
1: All right.